Hi, this is Muriwaya Dele. You're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 290, and you are with your two high priests of Conchu, one of them being Ray G'day, and of course, joining uh, is Rebecca. Rebecca, how are you going? Doing very well, thank you. I'm just uh, getting used to the new recording setup. I know. <laughs> I can no. I can no longer dance behind the scenes as the theme music goes on. <laughs> It's it's all for I show. almost did, and then I went, oh my god, no, it's like it's not hiding me anymore. <laughs> um. Um, yes, loonies, if, if all goes well, this is live streaming, and it is a different platform. Look, I thought I'd just give it a go. Something else, so I'm using Riverside FM. Marvel use it, Rebecca, and that kind of lit my eyes up going, oh, <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> why not use it as well? Uh, so... The jury will be out whether, you know, stick with it or go with StreamYard. StreamYard was pretty good, Rebecca. Did you like it, the other one? Uh, yeah, I like StreamYard. I like being able to see people's comments um, and I yes. liked how it worked. And this one, currently, you're very blurry to me. Oh, okay. Like, so that's a little bit strange, but I don't know how I'm not blurry to myself. So we'll see. See what people mm. think. I'm, I mean, I... I it's I and I can't dance along to the theme music, but other than that, no, it's so fine. They're all the same to me. Oh, you're not blurry now. We so I have lost just a thing. No, we've lost some points for Riverside there straight away, Rebecca. Thank you. That's always good to get feedback. <laughs> I think <laughs> um, it might might I might head back to Streamyard. But anyway, loonies. All that aside, welcome back. Hopefully, live stream. Fingers crossed. It is a moonshine segment. Uh, and as always, that is a new comic book. And Rebecca and I, a little bit late, but that's because uh, we've been busy. I've been away, um, but we wanted to pick up with... Yeah. Uh, we yeah, never want to we... leave a new a new issue too long. No. Although, uh, yeah, well, I'll talk to you about it when we get to news. So, Okay, okay. <laughs> well, uh, this one, as it says on the tin, we're doing Moon Knight, Black, White and Blood, the next anthology, uh, issue two of the series of four, I believe, that will come out. Yeah. Uh, and as mentioned, live streamed. We've got some loony feedback as well, Rebecca. And of course, you will g- gather our thoughts too. Yeah. Uh, a big uh, yeah, a big thank you to the Petrunis, of course. Uh, a big thanks to uh, Drew Toomes, Daniel Doing and Frank the Think Tank, as well as Odin, Odin Sword. And again, I apologize profusely, Odin, of missing you last time. I'm hoping to get you on the show sooner rather than later. Uh, also, as well, CLZ Comics and Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. Uh, yeah, Rebecca, so I don't, a bit of news, a little bit of smattering, not much, no? Um, I was just saying that. I was saying to Ray earlier that the only real news we have is the solicits. And um, so uh, I don't really remember them. So we'll go through them properly on Thursday. But I know that we have, like, so we have damage. We still ha- we're still going to have two Moon Knight runs going at the same well moon knight run 
thankful great hooray um but then also this damage <laughs> control i guess is a mini with with moon knight in. i'm trying it's not really a moon knight run but he's yeah. prominently in it sorry so, rebecca can i just interrupt you, you just reminded me of stephen grant there from the gift shop <laughs> moon knight the run it. the run <laughs> yay <laughs> very english <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah. anyways uh, that was very cute anyway I, I i've never like uh tried to separate myself from how Stephen uh makes these sort of doofy <laughs> comments so that's fine so what i was thinking like just before is when we were like, like me and ray were laughing earlier about how we're gonna do two podcasts this week for this and then the new uh jed mckay uh capuccio run uh, issue and then I'm like, oh, we have a lot of Moon Knight appearances coming up. Like, oh that, there could be a lot of podcasts in your future. Oh my! You God. might have to like uh, do a couple per issue per episode or something. That's what I was we have. Maybe... What we have like Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel. Uh, yeah, I think Strange. bundling. Yeah, I think bundle them. Bundling up the like the, the cameos, but damage control would be different because. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's part of the team or something, right? I mean, as far as we know, he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, never had a, a superhero damage control team before. So, mm. yeah, oh, it's so, going to be yeah. fun. And we haven't really seen him consistently in a team since um, the Secret two minis. Oh, no, I was going to say. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what was it? Damnation. I was about to call it Devastation. Oh, Damnation. Damnation and then the Iron Fist one. Contagion. Contagion. Damnation and Contagion. You could could argue Serpent War, maybe as well, with the other Well, I would say that was more a Moon Knight mini. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'd say that was was Moon Knight, essentially, rather than him being sort of um, just part of a team. So um, maybe Devil's Reign, but that was, again, he was barely in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. So but damage control theoretically, we're going to see a fair chunk of him, so that should mm. be quite fun. Is that it? I was just thinking so the Miss Marvel one right because there seems to be like an endless There's Ghost Rider, supply. Strange, Strange, Miss Marvel, Miss um, Marvel team up and damage control. Damage control. Sure. Yeah, I think But we still got the anthology going and we still yep. got I mean, we still got the anthology for another 2 months and then we still got obviously the Jed McKay run. Yes. Uh, which, which was announced, I guess the latest solicit showed issue 15, right? So we're still... Yeah, uh, 14 or 15, yeah, we're still... Yeah, so still trucking along, so that's good. Yeah, Always and I good. think he said on Twitter he's yeah. going to keep going as long as he can, so everyone keep cool. buying it. Yes. Um, it's just... I think we're all enjoying it, so... Oh, yeah, it's just really shocking, like the Spider-Woman one, where, like, I remember after issue 21... We were all waiting for the solicits, and it's like, oh, that's where, is it? where is it? Where is it? Yeah, I honestly yeah. think that is the worst. Is like, yep. uh, so it's when you think it's going to come. Like, I would hope that mm. we, when it at a time when it does come to an end, yeah, as as all the good things do. Um, have a memorial or something, Rebecca. Or... We will. You know, we will. <laughs> we'll have a wake. We'll have <laughs> a wake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can bury a little shoebox uh, in the backyard somewhere. Um, anyway, listeners, we are here for the Moon Knight Black, White and Blood. Now, if you have been living under a rock or inside a tomb, uh, you would, you wouldn't know that this is an anthology. So generally there are about three stories in there and what we have, which was released on the 15th, smack bang in the middle of June, we have three stories at the first one, the empty tomb by Benjamin Percy. 
penciler Vanessa um, Del Rey, and she inks it as well and colors it. Letter Corey Petit and editors Martin Biro, Annalise Bissar, and Tom Brevoort. Uh, the second story, A Hard Day's Knight, uh, <laughs> is uh, writer David Proposer, which incidentally, Rebecca, as well, uh, Looney's. Uh, we will still have the talk with David Proposer. I've been in contact with him. He's just been inundated with like deadlines and, and, he, and he apologized like profusely saying when he can come up for air, um, we'll, we'll get some. We'll no, get that's dates. really good of him to stay in touch to mm. sort of clarify anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, so we get his story in, in the second, second story of this uh, with pencil, pencil at Leonardo Romero also on inks with colors by Chris Sotomayor. And uh, Sotomayor, how would you I don't say? Know, I'd Rebecca? say Sotomayor, but I Sotomayor, Sotomayor. Neither yeah. of us are multi <laughs> multilingual. So. No, exactly. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, a letter again, Corey Petit and editors Martin Burrow and Elise Bisa and Tom Bravort. And finally, Blood Red Glider. So again, multi-talented writer, penciler, inker, and colorist Patrick mm. Zercher. Letterer again, Corey Petit. And editors Martin Byro, Annalise Bisa, and Tom Bravort. Now we also I should I should have sh- share this, um, Rebecca. What what am I doing? I don't know. Um, we because you, this you go a, away, you forget how to do everything. I know. So there's a there's a cover, and that is by Ryan Stegman, J.P. Mayer, and Carlos Lopez. A beautiful looking cover there. I and, got the uh, I got the variant. <laughs> Did you the Weaver variant? Yeah, that's that's awesome. Let me see if I can. I got it because it was the yeah. only one I couldn't find a picture of, and I like gambling on these things. And like the Stegman one, I like, but I don't love. So I was like, oh, I'll just gamble with it. And I'm I'm not sure if I prefer this, but it's very dramatic. It is dramatic. I like the use of red in it. It's very. Yeah, yeah. I actually Ooh. saw it on the uh, comic shop. Uh, stand yesterday because as Ray okay. knows I ducked down to London yesterday um, mm. and it did look really nice in person I, I get my comics mail order so I haven't that was the first time I had to sort of, sort of touch it yeah uh, so that was kind of cool that's nice but yeah I, I sort of gambled on that yeah for sure is it is it do you know is it a ratio one or, or whatever is it hard to no, get? Or? No, no, I never. Okay. I, I don't get ratio ones. Um, I'm I'm also assuming that they'll all be in the treasury edition anyway. Yes. So I oh, haven't I... really struggled to get um any. Like I haven't really gone mm-hmm. out of my way to get too many of them because I've already pre-ordered yeah. the uh, treasury edition and there's a limited amount of money I want to spend on yes. buying the same things. For sure, a, a you know a, a valve that I don't have, Rebecca. Unfortunately, but you know. It's just until the money dries up. Um, so it's a bit. You silly. know me. I'm also silly. buying too many other things. So yes, like if I could, yeah, if I could stay honed in, it would be fine. But when yeah, they have yeah. new Captain America runs, and, you know, yeah. has that started yet? It just With, started. Uh, yeah. Is it good? Is it Lanzig and Kelly? Is it Kelly and Lanzig? Uh, that... Yeah, yeah, Lanzing. Yeah. Lanzing. Lan- sorry, Lanzing. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I really dislike their Devil's Reign issue. And I didn't love the zero issue of Captain America. But then yep. the preview showed Steve in an art class. And I'm an oh. absolute sucker for Steve uh, Steve Rogers doing boring, normal things. So I oh, bought it. Was... And yes, actually, it was very good. 
So. Okay. Was, oh, okay. So he was, uh, of course, because Steve is is an artist. He wasn't yeah. the life model for that one, Rebecca. No, no. that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone saw my face react to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, glad, yeah, we got no, that on, glad we got that on video. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, and I actually did really enjoy I enjoyed it enough to subscribe to it. So, and okay. I've been very tentative because I really like their Kang mini. and yep. um, But I just really, really hated their Devil's Reign issues. So that was remind um, me that was the Winter Soldier one, wasn't the it? The Winter Soldier yeah, one, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um so yeah, but no, I really enjoyed the first issue. Um I didn't read the Sam Cap one. I'm not sure when that one's okay. out, but I will read that one eventually. Oh yeah. yeah. And we have the it's is it still a while yet? I mean, I'm just I'm just indulging you, Rebecca, on the, the Iron Man side of things as well. Cantwell, that's uh, over. there was where, where are they up to there? Are they is that they over are yet? up We're... to no 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 not no, yet. No, no. Uh, that's up. To, they just had the big proposal issue. Ah, so. cool. And then there's uh, an least... annual, and then there's. Well, I think yeah, we have no end in sight on that Iron Man run. Mm. Oh yes. Okay. Just from the looks of it, I I don't want to step my toe into anything that I shouldn't. So I'm not going to say anything else. But yeah, yeah cool. I, that's that's. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for reminding You're me, gone. Rebecca, because I was about to, because I'm just so happy to. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, excellent. Uh, anyway, let's quickly move away from that before I do anything else. Uh, so, <laughs> listeners, um, oh, we got. So, Rebecca, what I've done is that you can have listeners call in. You know, oh yeah. So this is this is the difference from actual seeing okay. live comments. So we've got Digicom here, which is Mario. Uh, Oh, All right. Mar- Mario, are you there? Hello? Hello? Oh. Another strike for Riverside FM. I mean, it, it does say <laughs> you, and, you and two others, so presumably he's in. Yeah. Mario, I cannot hear you. Um, yeah, anyway. Well, I guess while we work in the background there. Sorry again, Mario, if you are listening, we are trying this out. So blame all technical issues on me. Um, yeah, I cannot hear you, Rebecca. I'm assuming you can't hear him either. No, I can't either. Bugger. Anyway, Mario, we do have your, um, I do have your, your feedback as well. So rest assured, but sorry, uh, Riverside FM, not looking good, (laughs) not looking good on the ITK front. Uh, anyway, listeners, of course, available, what we're about to talk, um, oh, here we go. Mario. Hello. Are you are you there? I can we can hear you. We can Hello? see you. I you're typing and we can see you. And I can hear you, so you can talk. <laughs> well, I have Mike. Well, I can hear him typing. So oh, that's true. Fair point. Yeah. Uh Anyway, whilst Mario gets acquainted with the new setting, uh, oh, here we go. I'm not hearing audio. Let me try something. Okay, Mario. Okay, we'll 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 have Mar- Mario there. Uh, <laughs> this is lovely. Oh, he's gone. A lovely new. I'm just platform. centering myself. I have to keep centering myself every time the window changes. <laughs> uh, yes. So this is available on floppy and or digital. Um, so get it while you can. Again, Rebecca. Oh, for those that don't know, Rebecca and I will go through a, a rough synopsis of the three and then we'll just dive straight into it. Um, I'll put in three key moments. I guess one that stood out from each of the stories. 
Uh, and then we can just talk about um, some other yeah, stuff. Yeah, just I'll our general feelings, I guess. We haven't, yeah. we haven't, we haven't made too many notes this time. No, and we'll we'll cap it off with Connor Shoes' rating system, of course. Uh, so, Rebecca, would you be so kind as to? I read? will indeed. In the empty tomb, Moon Knight seeks Doctor Strange's help in relinquishing his duties as Avatar of Khonshu. Doctor Strange hands Mark a mystical scarab, and Moon Knight's journey for release has unexpected yet comforting repercussions. In A Hard Day's Knight, <laughs> Mark convenes with Jake, Stephen and Khonshu to piece together how and why Mr. Knight uh, accrued all of his injuries. From battles with the like of Vermin, Crossfire and the Juggernaut, the truth behind Mark's injuries show that supervillains don't necessarily leave the biggest scars. Finally, in Blood Red Glider, Sephora, the widow of one of Mark's brothers-in-arms, contacts... Uh, so, sorry. Sephora, the widow of one of Mark's brothers-in-arms, contacts Mark to revisit his mercenary past and face an old villain in a classic story of vengeance. Um, thank you, Rebecca, uh, for that. A little pat on the back for me as well. I, like, I should get into marketing, Rebecca. I, think I like those you should. little things that I did then because um, I think they they don't give anything away, but they kind of just describe it a little bit. Um, well, they do give a lot away in the second one. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe the second one without like giving some mm, of it away because giving the details and, and it's not consequential. I mean. Yeah. All you could have done is left out the villains and that, who cares? We yeah. didn't mention them anyway, so. That's true. Uh, overall, Rebecca, I guess if you're looking at all three of them, how do you define this issue? And maybe, I don't know, uh, in uh, side by side with issue one, how are we tracking? Uh, I think issue one took more risks and I think issue two was more what I expected in an oh. anthology of Moon Knight issues. So, um, and neither of those is meant as either an insult mm -hmm. or particularly a compliment. Like, they're both kind of, like, fairly neutral statements. Like, number one, because like, the first one I felt a bit sort of wrong-footed almost. Like, that either that people had tried to swing very hard, like Hickman did, or and not been fully successful to me because I'm not really used to reading Hickman that I don't love. And... Um, or that they'd tried something that didn't maybe work with the end, which I liked and I appreciated, but I didn't love or I didn't think worked storytelling. Mm. And then the middle one kind of like was kind of in between. It was like something yeah. a bit, it was a bit different, but a bit familiar. And, mm. and these ones were all slightly familiar, but so like, I guess the first one, like you said, is a little bit more horror. Um, I, I felt a bit wrong footed about that one as well. I wasn't sure if, I, I think maybe because we've been talking about D and D, D I D and D, D I D representation. I really uh, D I D representation so much that I'm kind of like now challenging things. So I read it and I'm like, he talks about voices in his head, and I'm like, mm. oh no, like am I? Um, but um, you know, like having chatted to people, um, and Lena was saying on Discord that she took it more as like the conscious voice, and I was like, yeah, that I, I I do think that's what it meant, and I think it's yep. totally on me. Like that, that's how I've started, like, um, like looking at things those two different ways, and I'm I'm glad of that for me, but I still thought it was pretty dour, um, mm. just 
like I'm not sure how I felt about it because it felt so overwhelmingly miserable. Mm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It was just you know the hard days night was just it was just fun and lovely and yeah. again I don't think it took any risks and still sort of still going into it looking at DID is like you know would they really be all sitting around a table maybe internally in his mind um, but I, I just I thought it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. but I thought we'd get a lot more stories like that yep. like from the anthology because mm-hmm. I find it hard to know like how somebody goes in and tells a 10 page story about Moon Knight yeah um oh, he's no, not sure. got a big history of the character and the last one i i'm not really sure i love war stories generally but i thought it respects a element of mark's past that we don't seem dealt with much these days i mean you mm-hmm. and me have joked uh several times about how you don't get the cia references very much anymore mm-hmm. um so i thought it fit really well i thought they were like if you if you said that we're going to do an anthology of moon knight stories then these are kind of three that would almost be sort of the ones that you might guess you might get. Like yeah. one of him talking, one of the altars talking, uh, one that verges on horror and one that goes mercenary. Must because be, yeah. they're bits that aren't really being dealt with by the current run or even previous runs were very much dealing with him as a superhero on the streets. Yeah. And I guess the middle one does as well a bit, but like but from a different angle like it's one that you can actually tell cohesively in ten pages. Because you can't mm-hmm. necessarily have him do massive investigations. No. Or you know, like so you you sort of so I yeah, that's what I mean by more expected. It it wasn't uh, it's not criticism. I I yeah. quite liked it. I think and, and it's sort of it's it's boosted my opinion of the whole project in that I think when you read it as a treasury edition then the first one won't feel quite as disjointed because mm-hmm. you're maybe it's because I was more prepared for slightly disjointed stories this time. What did you think? Yeah. I talked yeah. a lot. No, no, actually that it's very interesting. And, and I, I, I shared a lot of your, your thoughts as well. It is funny. Um, cause when I, uh, when I read the first one, uh, the empty tomb, I did, the, I did the, get that sense because of the DID that um, we had been learning about more. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, oh, is this? But I did kind of take it as Conchu's voice, but it did say voices, you know, and there's, I'm assuming Conchu's only got the one, right? So uh, I, I felt that Benjamin Percy, and again, I could be wrong, um, may have had just really a, a, a surface level uh, knowledge of DID, but he made it ambiguous enough to, I guess, to make it work. But to, for those yeah, of us, make it work that way. Yeah, but for those of us that had been going on this journey uh, with the likes of uh, with Elena and Calcist as well, it's uh, it was yeah. So uh, I thought it was cool. It's funny placement. I thought maybe maybe it could work for this issue because it was such a, a strange one to to open up with. Uh, as you said, it was yeah. quite dour. I, th- I was wondering maybe if it was on the end, it might have a nice effect because there is that kind of. Yeah, I almost like, would have. I almost would have switched them. Like started with the Merc one. Okay. Yeah, I would have started with. I thought maybe the Hard Days Night. I thought would have been good. Oh, but you're right. I mean the Merc one just as much. But I think maybe just not having the empty tomb at the beginning. Not because it's bad, but because because it's just it's such a bummer. A, different, a bummer. It's a different tone, and you want to have that effect, right? Of him. Uh, almost catatonic at the end yeah and he's like almost like i've jumped in from one curse to the other and you you just see him in the institution which i assume it was because there were barred windows up at the top and when he was lying in the bed 
and, and him just kind of thinking, oh, but at least it's quiet and still. It's such a, a dark I think it was that, that maybe that, like, enjoying the quiet was, I think, mm. maybe more what set me off as well. But um, yeah. I like the art a lot. The art it's was art very evocative, yeah. Don't get to see very much in big two comics because yeah. it's so... Um, and and, and you, I don't mean this as we now use the word traditionally, but sketchy. Yeah, yeah. You know, let like me, um, there's a there's sort of beautiful kind of just hand drawn yeah. nature of it. And I know they're all they all so, can be hand drawn, but this one just yeah, that kind of. And I think it uh, added a lot of depth, like in there's so much detail in like Doctor Strange's room, mm-hmm. and the the texture, you know, as well, yeah. which Del Rey uses. Um, the paneling is amazing. The, the paneling's cool. Like I love yeah. the overlapping, which yeah. you can see, like with Doctor Strange, um, very irregular sort of panels. But with the with the word balloons, you kind of you're led across and around it, which is really cool. Uh, we we talked about the use of red, Rebecca, in the previous issue. You notice whole pages here are red. Um, so yeah, the Doctor so. Strange ones have got red backgrounds mm-hmm. when he's at Doctor Strange's. And his cape, which is obviously very prominent. Yeah, but then then some of the some of the gutters are done in red. Oh yes, oh yeah, some of the gutters. His eyeballs are done in red, like when he's gone bloodshot eyes. Yeah, that was. It's um, a really nice use of it. Um, it this this feel this one feels like an experimental comic in a good way. Mm. You know. Yes. And I so I really like that. Even like bits of red on the snake at the beginning. You know. It's just, oh yeah. And the, yeah. the scarab, we get, the, this is the second the time The scarab well. is a bit of a running theme. This is the third story we've had a scarab in, I think. Well, uh, true. I, I just got the, I mean, I know it's not connected, but I just got the sense of the TV show. Similar to how, remember? I, want, I wonder if with, I wonder if they yeah. were giving them a uh, sort of steer. Like if you're yeah, going to use I'll, something, I'll, you know, maybe use a scarab. Or maybe just everyone went that basic with Egypt. I mean, I quite true. like it as a sort of now becoming a bit of a theme. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely coming. Um, but coming yeah, um, then you see, like, see shots here of horror. Like you see this uh, shot of Mark uh, there, like with the the uplighting. You know, they give mm-hmm. that kind of very horror look, uh, and that's it's happens a few times, and especially when he goes into this tomb that he kind of eventually kind of opens like a yeah. doorway too. Uh, so even so, here great use of red. Uh, so again, for for apologies for podcast listeners, you're not getting the visuals, but live streaming, fingers crossed. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get uh, these images here of the comic uh, Del Rey using like ziggy ziggy zaggy lines for the paneling too. It's uh, to really, kind of... I mean, that's what I mean. It gets that sense mm. of like real sort of down and dirty experimental bit of uh, mm-hmm. independent comics, like almost the, a zine. It's like yes. almost a zine, kind of like, and and, and I like it because of how unusual it is, and I think that's also why I like so much that it's followed by the the uh, hard days night. Yeah, I mean, that's almost also, almost formal in its paneling. It's so different. Yeah, it's so yeah. different, and we'll get to that. But the this one here, I found if if there was anything really, I think to be critical on, I felt sometimes it was a little hard. Say for this page, for instance, it was hard to follow. What was happening? So in here, does Mark look up a chimney? It looks like he looks up some sort of flu or something, and that's why he's looking up into the into the night sky, into the moon. Is that correct? Oh, I've, or, or is he looking down? Yeah, oh, yeah, see? no, he's looking it's... up. You're right because there's the moon up there. Yeah, yeah, but the the transition from that to the panel above where he's scratching his head, looking at it, it was just a bit hard to follow. That's all. Some of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and then so he's looking up and the scarab comes down off the wall and yeah. it goes into his mouth yeah. uh, and then we get this kind of exsanguation or what what, what it is. Yeah, it's, um, good word, good word. Yeah. Ray gets uh, word of the day. Yes. Uh, made him a spectre of blood. Get a mm. bit wordplay on spectre there. Yes, yes, true. And there's another wordplay spectre in the third in third story as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, so here we get almost like an exorcism, uh, but it has left Mark uh, a husk, and and this was a, a warning that Doctor Strange had said. You know, you, know, you could yeah. die, you could be left just a husk, and he he has been in this a very kind of grim ending. Yeah, and that's what he's like and, drooling and handcuffed to a bed. Yeah, in an institution, it's like. Yeah, that's, it that's is, why. I mean, look, it's a horror story and I accept it within horror for like someone in Mark's position to be left that way. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but great. I think great art. I think it worked, um, worked really well. Uh, oh gosh, actually, I really did enjoy this issue. I, th- I think yeah. exactly what you're saying, Rebecca, this is the stuff, this is what I wanted to see yeah. in the anthology, just really disparate stories. Um Taking risks, not as big as say the the Hickman swing, um, but but being just, I mean, that one kind of, I was a little bit, oh, I'm not too sure about this first story. But then we get to the second one, uh, and uh, let me pull that one up. Yeah, we get to the second one, um, and oh, yeah, as you so say, fun. so clean. It reminded. Does, what comic does it remind you of? The faces remind me of of something, Rebecca. Um, it might be just Leonardo Romero's <laughs> art. It might um, be. Um, what does? But it's it very me classic. Of? I'm terrible maybe, at. I'm like terrible news, at doing comic that, yeah. book. Uh, sorry, newspaper strip comics. Yeah, yeah. But there like is. That. You're right. There is a comic that it reminds me of. Um, mm. But I kind of have it on in my mind, but I can't. Can't say yeah. why. It's just it's it's really clean and the panels are very square or rectangular, not mm-hmm. fully. Um, the ca- it's not uh, as playful. It's not as playful as Del Rey's for sure. No, and the altars you can see because they've all got little glows around them. Yeah, yeah. So, which I guess classic... is what sig- which I guess is what signals it's not them actually sitting at a table together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love this light-hearted kind mm-hmm. of writing from Proposer. Like you even have that waitress just going, "Okay, I'll let you mm-hmm. get back to your business yeah. then," because <laughs> uh, he's there just talking to himself essentially about um, how he got all his wounds, which is mm. great. But yeah, I thought this was a neat little thing. It kept the pace up because, like, seeing yeah. a bit of blood on the white suit, we don't often get to, not yeah. as often as we should. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and knowing that he's got a few, like, you know, that we're going to go through the rounds, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, we know we're going to get to hear from all of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, the first obvious one, which was the bloodied shoulder, that's Jake's. And that was, that was pretty cool. It was good to see a, a link, possibly a reference to the McKay run with Vermin already. Uh, he did pop up, you know, in the, in the mm. earlier Moon Knight issues. I mean, not a But it's good, one. you know, he's he's standing up for kidnapped foster children. Mm-hmm. I mean, it very much, even if you didn't know anything about Moon Knight, this sort of sets Moon Knight as like, it puts him as a good guy. Yes. So, even oh, yeah. A- and um, he doesn't seem to be... Hyper-violent, too, are we going to Hyper-violent, say? yeah, or too scary. I mean, the thing that interested yeah. me were the kids. I mean, obviously, they've just been saved 
yeah. you know, they're all happy and reaching out towards him. And, and this is a guy that they just saw it with their very own eyes beat. I think it's a very him. old school, it's a much older school Jake because he's just, yeah. uh, he's making jokes, he's being funny, mm. he's got the, he's gone to put the jukebox on. Yeah. Um, very much like the reference to Hebrew school. Thank you, Jake. And I love Wall Street as well, calling yeah. Stephen Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, I love calling Stephen <laughs> Wall Street. But like, it, exactly. it reminded me that we used to call Sunday school Hebrew school. So it's, mm-hmm. it's very accurate there. So very cool. Good. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's nice. We always like, we always like Mark getting a bit nibbled, don't we, Ray? <laughs> you did say nibbled, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just like, so like one of the first podcasts I did without Ray, that was just yeah. me and Connor, <laughs> if anybody remembers that far back, had us dissolving into laughter about me talking about having a bit of a nibble. So this this made me laugh yeah. that we were getting back to him having a little, getting a bit nibbled by, not a werewolf this time, but by Vermin. No, kind of, yeah, Vermin who's, I mean, I love it how Mark says, oh, you think you're a demon. There's some kind of demon, don't you? Or so he's not supernatural. Um, maybe a, a pseudo werewolf, um, but more from science. Uh, yeah. So yeah, great again. Use of blood uh, again to really get the sense of that murky sewer um, yeah. using the red and the black. Um, pretty cool. And then talking about references, I was just trying to remember just before we went on air, Rebecca Crossfire, and he was it. Marvel two in one? I think it was two in one. Yeah, was, I think so. Yeah, with the thing. So the thing and Moon Knight battled um <laughs> battled Crossfire, who I can't remember the premise of the story, but he apparently died in the elevator. They blew him up in the elevator. That was one of the issues I've I found hilarious. I think Noel coined the fact that yeah. you have there's a panel where Moon Knight just leaps at him going, uh, I can't remember the term. Maybe Noel can help, but like uh because he was thinking the whole way, and then he he blurts out mm-hmm. the last sentence of the last train of his thought. That's really uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was from that Marvel two in one. But we do get Crossfire back, and again, very short and sweet. I'm, I'm glad this has confirmation that the white suits aren't cheap suits. Nothing. Yeah. For Stephen Grant, thank you. True. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, it's really banged up, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's yeah. super banged up. So you got you got blood on one. You've got uh, what was this phosphorus uh, rounds being shot at? He's being shot at him. Plus, yeah. uh, dynamite was a dynamite, or he's just blown up to smithereens. Um, I th- yeah, I think he just says, and then yeah, and then glass in the other one. Is there a glass in the other one? The glass in the no. knuckles, yeah, and the, the other yeah, one's a tooth, yeah. which is uh, awesome. Hilarious. I, I love, I love <laughs> that. But anyway, crossfire. You know, you get a little bit of insight here as well. Like, oh, I can't believe I've killed him and. So but it is little... funny because he's in the Moon Knight outfit for this one. Yes, and on the glider, and he's got a Gatling yeah. gun attached yeah. to it. Um, really cool. And the red's being used very differently again, so that's nice. Yes. And I yep. like how we've, we've got some cheating oranges in this one. There was a little bit of cheating. He was, was quite a lot of me- cheating, yeah. Yeah, I was about to mention about the textures in the first one. We, we spoke about it from the second story in issue one, you know, a lot of the greys and the mid greys. Um, hey, it's, it's a neat trick um, and there's there's no rules against it. So it's not True. really cheating. It's just, uh, you know, no. it's, it's nice to see it being used, interpreted differently. Exactly. Pushing the boundaries. I love it. Um, so that's yeah. really wrapped up. I don't know if you got the sense, Rebecca, I got the sense that this story was longer than it probably was because I think Proposa just packed a yeah, lot in here. Yeah, I think just because you get like a couple of pages per altar as well. Yeah. I was wondering, is this longer than the others? I, I'm sure it probably isn't, but 
Um, well, I do love that it's Stephen that gets all the gadgets. Like he's he's yes. got the glider and he's talking about oh yeah I brought true. out the drone and he's got the Gatling oh, true. gun. Of and, course, yeah. You know, well, yeah, yeah. Good point. So you know, like whereas That's Jake right. is fighting in a sewer. Mm-hmm. I I didn't so. put the I didn't make the correlation between yeah the environment and but because I forgot yeah. straight away that this was Stephen's recollection. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah, love and I like, how I just love how they're all drawn as well. <laughs> it just it's just very so classic great. classic comic. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I it really to, classic. Yeah, new Romero. It's oh, I think he may have done Kate Bishop Hawkeye. I think Leonardo Romero. Oh, rings I think a bell. he did. You know, I think yeah, I think that's where I've heard him from before. That's uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure he did do that. Now you said it. Mm, just those faces. Uh, but the 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 other one, the second to last one, we have a little story from Conchu, which was a very interesting one, and I just fist pumped the whole way here. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's so funny. Conchu it's took so funny. on. It's like Conchu's trying to look so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does look very innocent, and um, and I love the thing. Holy cripes, the Juggernaut! Ain't he supposed to be unstoppable? I convinced him. Well, because now I he's mean, the now he's uh, Sitarak, isn't he? Is he? So, sorry. The, yeah, 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 yeah. He is. Oh, um, oh wow. And yeah, so so you get Conchu doing the supernatural one, mm. basically, or the magic yes. one, which is because kind of still keeping on our thinking. But my sure, favorite yeah. thing about this page, yes. Have you got this page up? Yeah. My favourite thing yeah. about this page is Konshu drinking his tea. Yeah. His <laughs> I didn't notice it's, that. It's so, it's so ridiculous and I love he must it. Just, he must just slope it up. It's, <laughs> like, all, it's, all, it's all in Mark's mind. Like, this is yeah, not... Yeah, uh, it's just I just I do like the little... Because it's like yeah. they're having a little tea party and he's got his tea. A little, yes, a little meeting after the fact. And, yeah, so this was cool. Was, mm. This was the least. I guess that's why. Oh, no, he says, a... tell your master Sitarak. So, but I know oh, okay. there's something to do with him and Sitarak, So, Well, I mean, he's pretty Someone badass if he can, you know, handle the juggernaut. So is and... Konshu. Look at him, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's I what I mean. Like Konshu. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We don't see awesome. him getting that. Maybe you should get more involved, Konshu. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh, so this was just a one pager, but I think that's all you really needed. Uh, and and yeah. again, the last one with Mark Spector is just the one page, but this had the the deepest oh, cut, the I, I think. Yeah, because this really I mean, just hit me. Yeah, like number one, he's got mirror shrapnel in his hand still. I mean, yeah. that's got to look very graphic and terrible. Um, yeah. But yes, that came from him punching the mirror. Because of, I guess, this inner turmoil that he's he has, um, yeah. what he's done to his friends, what being Moon Knight means, and what they've been trying to do for him, but um, what they've sacrificed along the way. So yeah, this had a big, a big impact. Really um, big impact. It's just like down it. the spine moment. Yeah, and Romero's work there, just in the next page, just with Mark in kind of in shadow with the three behind him, yeah, just like looking on. That was really cool. Uh, and then we kind of break that. It, it's broken with an interruption. Well done. I think I think really done well here, sorry, by proposer. Yeah. You, yeah. you just have your thug come in and it's like, oh, okay. What does he say? Back on the clock. <laughs> and um, uh, Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's like th those kind of beats work really well. And then yeah. off he goes. And then you're kind yeah. of left on a, a high again because, 
he's going to yeah, kick some yeah, ass. Yeah, because you're getting Mr. Knight going to kick some ass. Yeah, so oh, uh, so really good there. Uh, let me st- stop that one. So, yeah, I mean, that was good. And then finally, really I'm like just having... Yeah, me too, me too. And I think you're right. I think oh, I could still work well in the middle. I Yeah, or well, the opening as well. Um, uh, who, knows? Again, who knows? Who knows? It's, you know, but I guess it has the emotional impact of that last couple of bits. Is yeah. yes, uh, and then we get. I just had a little. Quick, sorry, I just had to change the screen to see if Mario had uh, had made his way. Sorry, Mario again. Uh, and then finally, so the Pat Searcher one. Pat Searcher. I just. I, I was just in awe of this art, though, Rebecca. It's, the it's, art it's, is again, gorgeous. Very and this different is like style. Incredibly yeah. not relying on the red hair. So yes. just having it to really stand out. Yeah. Um, but number one, it's the art. But number it's two, so detailed. The, very detailed. Yeah. But number two, the the Merc past. I think this. Was, I I love this bit. Like this looks like Mark, a story out of the old Commando comics that I used yeah. to read when I was a kid. So. But Mark not being the most upstanding, right? I mean, they've just swiped some diamonds. Yeah. I mean, I d- um, still don't like them making up countries, but I understand why they have oh, to. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nairobi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we get the... Uh, so we in the opening kind of gambit, we get Mark blowing up, uh, betraying, I guess, another part of his mm-hmm. team and blowing up a, a Jeep behind him. Uh, we get introduced quickly. And I just noticed it's got... Um, oh, my God. I've, I've forgotten the name. Um, the wife of his, uh, his colleague. Yeah. A, a photo... Sorry? Oh yeah, the wife of yeah. Yeah, she's um she's in that she's got a photo. There's a photo of her in the helmet there of him. Oh, which is pretty cool. cool. That is yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh Sephora. Uh yeah, so she's Sephora. in there. Uh but yeah, so he's already doing a pretty bad thing. Um yeah. that you kind of don't expect him to do, but we know that he has been he has got a done this past. in the past, yeah. Mm. So it's fun to see kind of this dark yeah. past of his but we get a new character here rebecca what did you think of uh henrik kless he's fine he's very yeah. comic booky but very comic you know book-y. yeah i yeah. neither like nor dislike it's an interesting design me too yeah he didn't um he didn't really survive that long enough. he was never going to the most distinct features the the red butterfly the blood red yeah. glider and he's got a disfigurement like a burn on his face as well um, yeah i'm sure there's a story to that too but he betrays them he betrays mark and yeah. uh and his mate um yeah i know i just yeah i thought this was really cool we get a little bit of marlene here but the the amount of detail in this art rebecca was just it's kind so, of so so good like wow i love the the facial features i love the backgrounds mm-hmm. uh the expressions everything um and yeah, good use of the red here with the the gliders. Um, yeah, what are they although called? butterflies yeah. would not survive being. I know. I was thinking anyway. that. I think, like, who packed it and how soon? As someone have they packed who, it? as someone who, as a child, thought they could collect butterflies and have them as pets, let me tell you, they do not live very long at all. <laughs> oh, they don't. Well, is it like a couple of days or something? Isn't it? Rebecca? No, I think if you if you touch their wings and stuff, they they can't last oh. very long. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, so very fragile, yeah, very different to Henrik Kless, although he doesn't, as we say, he doesn't last long. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought the, I thought just the nice premise of Sephora bringing Mark into mm-hmm. this world again, uh, and her not liking him, but she just has a, a, a tip off or whatever about yeah. Kless. Um, so basically, let's let's go kill him. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the message. Uh, the Moon Knight costume was cool. I, I like yeah. it. It's a little bit I different. Like the black it's, one. It's black, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like and that. So. Yeah. It did did it always? Oh, I it did. It did always have the. Of course, it does. Uh, the Crescent Moon. I love how he cuts the glass in the Crescent yeah. Moon. Oh, that's so that? ridiculous! But I love it. <laughs> it as well. It's ridiculous. I know. It's like you're a human. How are you going to fix the rest of the face? <laughs> exactly. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Kles has has gone into cahoots with uh, a Russian group, the Volkov Group, I guess, and yeah. um, they Mark's figuring out where he is. Uh, we see more, yeah. And then there's again, oh my God, the art here. A uh, whole village is yeah. wasted. Uh, so we get the the sense of how bad this guy is. It, it is very much a commando comic, yeah. isn't it, Rebecca? Yeah, uh, he's nothing... gonna let's go shoot the all the people, even if they're not rebels. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the points of interest here are obviously having Moon Knight injected in it and seeing his mercenary pass and the art. Yeah. I think. Other than that, the the story's oh, yeah. yeah, the story's pretty straightforward and standard. Oh, it's 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 incredibly yeah. I mean, yeah. you know exactly what's going to happen. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I mean, judging this uh, next to Proposer's story, for instance, it, it does seem a little bit. Uh, less full like it's a little bit bare um with the story but I yeah think i guess art, it makes up for it with the art yeah yeah the art just makes yeah exactly the art makes up more than, there's yeah. a bit of gore here as well like um mark gets that knife i don't know what you call that knife rebecca you were a weapons expert by any chance or uh no, no? <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets that kind of dagger which is a very horrifically shaped one dagger, yeah. mm, and he he works he works it into class's chest uh, and yep. then he's he's gone. You, you quite see you see that quite graphically, uh, and then the play on words here. Who are yep. you, spirit? I'm Spectre. Of yep. course, that's a very cool moment. Uh, and then it just kind of wraps up. They just decide, oh, hang on, we never like Kles anyway, <laughs> yeah. and you're a superhero. I don't want to have to deal with killing a superhero. Let's just take you home. Uh, yeah, pretty. Much. A little bit of a a bit of a quick ending for me. Yeah. Uh, for that. So again, pace wise and stuff, I. Don't think it worked as well as say the other two, but no. I still enjoyed it because but of I th- the. I think it's beautiful, and I did like some of the, the references. So the art was just fantastic. So yeah, yeah couldn't couldn't really fault it. Um, yeah, uh, Rebecca, any other th- final thoughts? Uh, <laughs> what is? I saw your reference. You're disgraced CIA operative. I said, "Yay, disgrace here!" Oh, we like it. Okay. I like it when it's mentioned. <laughs> yeah. I like it's when it's mentioned because, like, we everyone refers to him as an ex mercenary, but there's very yeah. few comics that then go back and say he was ex ex CIA as well yes. and well, disgraced. We, so, like, well, you we, know, um, and we did one of those issues, didn't we, when we were doing the sort of um, four of them, high strangers, yeah, yeah. high strangers, yeah. Um, so I kind of I like that. I like when it gets mentioned. So yeah, oh no, that's very cool. It's yeah. very cool. Um. A really cool package, issue two. Uh, we've got some feedback for Rebecca, so let's wrap this up. What do you reckon? What do you make out of 10? Uh, Connor Shoes 10, what do you give this? I two? gave it a 7.5, which is just above Lovely. a solid round boy, but before big and beautiful. I think that's a little bit higher than your last one, Rebecca. I think you gave a 7 from memory. I think you that's gave a because 7. I found, I guess yeah. I think I was a little bit unsettled with it. Like I said, I think yeah, no, that's more what I expected. Absolutely. Probably what yep. nudges it up, whether I liked individual stories better yep. or worse, you know. Look, I think it's indicative because I, 
I mean, truth be told, as a whole, I think I enjoyed this issue, issue two, a lot more than issue one. I mean, I still like issue one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a check. I gave that one six and a half out of ten. I'm giving this one an eight out of ten. I'm, I'm going for the big, beautiful yellow man. Nice. Uh, Rebecca's going for somewhere between a solid round boy and a big, beautiful yellow man. Yeah. Um, yeah, an eight out of ten. I just, as I mentioned, as we mentioned at the top of it, it, it was kind of what I was expecting this anthology to be. Um, the art was phenomenal and so disparate, all three of them, and the yep. stories were so I different. I love the different use of reds. The, oh. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So very cool indeed. So Looney listeners, seven and a half and an eight out of ten from your high priests. Now, Rebecca, um, let's go to Nightlines. Yeah. I don't have any transitions. <laughs> I'm sorry. So <laughs> we'll have to make do with that one. <laughs> um, um, first off, we have something from Noel. I haven't listened to it myself, but nice. um, let's let's do it. Let's hear what Noel has to say um, with his thoughts on this issue. Take it away, Noel. Hey guys, it's Noel Tate calling in to give my review of Moon Knight: Black, White, and Blood, number two, starting with Empty Tomb by Benjamin Percy and Vanessa R. Del Rey. I just want to start with the art first because I thought this was really interesting, how sketchy it was. It looks like pencils, and I thought it was a really good use of the red that was in there. I really thought it was also a good use of the sort of, instead of having caption boxes later when it's all black, it's just floating white letters or floating red. What happened now? Where are you now? What happened technology? Speak to me, Noel. Oh, Riverside. Riverside. Riverside, you're not. You're not. You're not pulling your weight, Riverside. No. Hang on. Sorry, Rebecca. You just have to bear with me for a sec. I'm going to try it from somewhere else. Okay, we might. We might just. Uh... Sorry, Noel. We might just um, hold that for the the time being. <laughs> Rebecca, um, every as I, time, every time as, I, I break the tech. As I as I work on, I'll have a little tinkle. Um, would you do you have the prompt sheet up? Maybe you can yeah, um, start off with Mario's, and I'll just yep. see if I can get this. Working. Okay, for Mario. Somewhat amusingly, my review for this issue is a lot like the first story one. Interesting, but the art made it a little difficult to work out exactly what happened. I've read it twice, and I'm still not sure. Story two, a lot of fun, some great character work, and a nice twist at the end. His comment about why he really wears white is interesting. Story three, I'm not sure what makes this a Moon Knight story. It could easily be Frank Castle or another ex-soldier. And his scores for story one, seven out of ten, interesting character work, impenetrable story. Number two, nine out of ten, some of the art was a bit weak. And number three, eight out of ten would be higher if it was less generic. So a nice eight out of ten average. Nice, yeah. No, I think. Um, um, yeah, no. That why he really wears the white is um, is the final gut punch after seeing the mirror punch. Yeah. So he so he can see the blood on him and always remember it. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I thought. Um, no, and Mario, thank you as well. Sorry that we couldn't get you on. Yes. Uh, onto the show, but I think your thoughts kind of echo Rebecca and and myself uh, with. It's sorry, Rebecca. Do we say which of the three would you say is your favorite? The second one, the second one, yeah, same. I same love here, the so, art. I mean, I'm like yeah. swung by the art, but I always gonna love watching the altars hanging out and being fun. But to answer his why that about story three, how it could have been a Frank Castle one, and I agree, it could have been a Frank Castle one. 
But mm. I think what's interesting is it reminds you that's a side of Moon Knight we don't often remember. Yeah. Like we know it's in his origin. Um and and I I don't mind like if we're gonna only have like one of those in this. I don't want loads of mercenary ones because they kind of turn me off a bit. Um because mm. you know they're always a bit grimy and 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 miserable. Um but uh I kind of like knowing that he has similarities to Frank but went a different way. Um yes. and, and I guess to Deadpool and all the other mercs we've got, uh Bullseye and um, you know, that that that's there's something there that's similar with them in the same mm-hmm. way as he has similarities to the superheroes, but in this way there's that sort of shared background but he went a different way. And some of that because of the DID and some of that just because of Konshu. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, yeah, it's interesting because then he comes back as the sort of avatar of Conchu. Mm. Um, yeah, but I don't disagree. It could have, I mean, it would have been a beautiful Frank story. So, mm. yeah, um, and and uh, just Mario's thoughts on the first one as well. Uh, you know, we we talked about you know the the art, which is great as well, but might at times be a little bit difficult to follow. Similar to, I guess, issue one with um. Pacello's, Pacello's work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but again, that that's personal taste uh, as well, Mario. But no, thank you so much for that, uh, Rebecca. I'm going to try again with this uh, with this audio. Yes, let's give it a go. Now for Noel, <clears throat> let's give this a go, Noel. And uh, take two, Noel. Uh, let's go. Hey guys, it's Noel Tate calling in to give my review of Moon Knight: Black, White, and Blood, number two, starting with Empty Tomb by. Benjamin Percy and Vanessa R. Del Rey. I just want to start with the art first because I thought this was really interesting, how sketchy it was. It looks like pencils. And I thought it was a really good use of the red that was in there. I really thought it was also a good use of the sort of, sort of having caption boxes later when it's all black. It's just floating white letters or floating red letters in the black. The story, on the other hand, was a little confusing, but I guess that's part of having short stories in this format, uh, I guess Mark Spector is trying to get rid of Kanshu and goes to Doctor Strange and he gives him a scarab, which is really timely, a uh, red one, and goes out to Kanshu's tomb and I guess comes back with a red moon on his face. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what happened with this issue, but it seemed cool and I would actually kind of like to see more of it. And we won't. And that's sort of the sad part about this style of comic book. Now, the second story, A Hard Day's Night by uh, David Pipos, Leonardo Romano, Chris Sotomayor. This story I thought was um, pretty cool. Um, Starting with the artwork again, it's very vintage. It uh, reminds me of almost sort of like old Archie style in a way, a little less cartoony or even almost like a Steve Ditko, something like that. I don't know, maybe it's the black and white format that's sort of reminding me of that, black, white, and red format that's reminding me of that. But um, it's kind of cool having Moon Knight and all his personalities uh, tell stories of just the night they had battling different villains, you know? We've got Vermin, and what do you know, old Crossfire is back. Ray and Justin and I, a conversation with a Marvel 2-in-1 where the thing and... Moon Knight battled Crossfire, so that was pretty cool. I'm glad they brought her back. Did some digging. Um, and then Kanchu telling his story about having a battle with the Juggernaut. I don't know. It was it was a neat trope, 
I guess, to do this entire story the way it was. And just, you know, turns out Mark's just kind of sitting there by himself in the diner. And uh, somebody comes to stick him up and he's like, I'm just back at it, man. Uh, I thought that was pretty neat. And the third story by Patch Zichir, Blood Red and Glider. Um, this was, uh, it was cool that it was one creator who did the whole thing, but, and, okay, well, and it was also cool that it was like a flashback story. I mean, Marlene's in it, um, Frenchie, some of the other people. It's, so it's kind of a missing moment in Moon Knight's history. Uh, and that was kind of neat, but I don't know. I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't really like the artwork. I think um, the two other stories, because of sort of the unique art styles, the black and white and red worked really well. This one looks like it just needed some color to to work for me. He's a he's a great artist. It's just not my not my thing. Um, and the story was I find it interesting to have some flashbacks into past Mark Spector and past Moon Knight escapades, but. It didn't really hold my attention. I kind of flipped through it pretty quickly and, to be honest, just didn't love it. But the, I'm happier with this number two than I am with the first issue of Black, White, and Blood. I think having two stories that really were pretty neat was better than having one that I thought was pretty neat in the in the last one. Even though I le I've so far actually enjoyed... They're all above par. They're all above average. All, all six stories so far. Um, I'm just liking... Some more than others, you know. I'm, I come from alternative comics. I love that kind of stuff. So if, if it's a little bit more unique and weird, I'm gonna like it more. That's just that. So overall, I would give this maybe this issue. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna give it a kind of a broken record. I think with the sevens. So I'm just gonna say eight. A big yellow duck. Ooh. Hope you guys are well. Talk to you soon. That's great. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Noel. That was. Uh... That's cool. Well, I didn't expect him to give an eight, but uh, from what he was saying from the last story, but uh, yeah, great. Different different uh, horses for courses there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, I totally agree with with uh, most of the stuff there, Noel, yeah. about um, Leonardo Romero's vintage vintage look as well. I really enjoyed that. And yeah, the, the first story was a little bit of a head scratcher compared to the rest, but uh, it did give a point of difference. Um, and Oh, last couple of things here. Sorry, uh, Rebecca. Uh, we have Lena. Uh, thank you, yep. Lena, for dropping in some thoughts. And uh, they broke down, obviously, into the three different stories. So the first story, I think this one was my favourite of the three. I really liked the art a lot. And the theme of trying to break free from Conchu reminded me of the Lemire run. I thought Doctor Strange was written very in character, both in the comics and the movies. He's very much the kind of guy who's not afraid to do dark things for the greater good, regardless of the consequence to himself. So it makes sense that he would try to talk Mark out of what he was planning. At first, I thought Mark was asking Dr. Strange to get rid of his alters, and I think that's what Strange thought at first too. So it was good to get clarification that it was actually Conchie's influence that he was wanting to cleanse himself uh, uh, selves from. It was interesting that he was using a scarab as a compass, since the story was probably written without any knowledge of the plot of the Disney Plus series, 9 out of 10. <clears throat> Lena goes on for the second story. Um, I was hyped for this story as soon as I saw the title, since Doug and I are both huge Beatles fans. The story didn't have anything to do with the Fab Four, which I thought was probably too much to hope for anyway, but the art did have a bit of a feel of 60s comics like Archie, for instance, uh, similar to what Noel was saying. Yeah. Uh, if Archie liked to beat the crap out of supervillains... <laughs> 
I thought this story was fun and the characterization of Mark, Jake and Stephen was spot on. I thought it was a bit unrealistic that Mark would be talking to the others out loud in a public place, but that just added to the fun feel of the story, so I suppose I can forgive that. This was a very close second, only a tiny bit behind the first story, eight and a half out of ten. So big props there to um, to David Proposer's story uh, yep. so far. And final story, Lana says, I enjoyed this one too, but not quite as much as the other two. Uh, it reminded me of some of the old Mensch stories and some of the early stories in the Mark Spector Moon Knight series that dealt with his old mercenary days coming back to haunt him. Overall, uh, it wasn't as creative or as exciting as the other two stories, a 7 out of 10. Uh, thank you so much, Lana, for those thoughts. And, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, again, they, they echo pretty much um, what we were, th- you know, some of the things that we were saying yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, Lena We're all going to have slightly story. different favourites, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. No. So that's um, all down to taste. And uh, and Rebecca, yeah, finally we've got one. One from Instagram. Make mine moon night. Um, I was a little disappointed with Percy's story. I love his story from Marvel Comics Presents from a few years ago, but this one didn't really do much for me. Maybe if it had more to do or a follow-up issue. The second story was all right. Not how I prefer Moon Knight with the personalities as they were, but it's a nice, fun story. The third one by Zercher is the one for me out of the three. Hell, it's my favourite out of the six stories total when you combine the three from issue one. The writing and artwork, along with the way Moon Knight behaved and the action and drama, is all how I like Moon Knight best. Glad Zercher made an original character with Kless, the Crimson Butterfly Brute. Most would have gone the easy way and used someone known like Bushman. Not that I wouldn't mind seeing him pop up in one of these issues. (laughs) Definitely like this issue more than issue one. Three and a half moons out of five. So that is seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Thank you, Make Mine Moon Knight as well. And again, Rebecca, it just shows that everyone has their own favourites. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is is great. I mean, it looks like everyone's enjoying the anthology. I I think it's pretty smart to create new characters when you know there's a possibility of a TV show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, I... I uh... And and just a thought of what Mate Moon Knight was saying as well and what you are saying, Rebecca, about the Treasury Edition. I'd, yeah, I'd love to see all these stories just all bundled together. So, again... Mm, so I'm that, really that, looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, that empty tomb might have a different kind of feel totally, you know, because it's not the first thing off the off the bat. Um, it's, you know, it's four, three stories in uh, into the Treasury Edition. So... Um, so there you go. So thank you so much, everyone. Uh, apologies for those who may be watching and dropping in comments. Rebecca and I cannot see the live stream yes. comments. Uh, again, Riverside FM. Mm-hmm. Um, Take a vote. <laughs> Which one do you prefer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, That's a good idea. Uh, for the live streams, would you prefer StreamYard or Riverside FM? Uh, we will follow your, your votes. Uh, Rebecca, yeah. thank you so much. for. Thank you. Uh, it's a great chat again. There's always so much to talk about with I you. Know, it's um, always fun. I love these comics. I love getting so many. We get an so OD cool. on them by the end of the summer, oh, but that's good. Gosh. You know, like yeah. we welcome it. <laughs> and as you're right, I think we'll, I think we might bundle up cameos and stuff. That that is a good idea. Yeah. Um, so let's do that. Uh, Spectacle. Anything that you want to give a shout out to or give a plug to? Uh, not that I can remember right now. Okay. I'll tell you on Thursday. Nothing will have changed before Thursday. So. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next phase. Lunas I will cannot be back. wait to talk yes. about issue 12 of the Jed McKay run, though. Oh, yes. Like, me too. We're, so we're recording this, obviously, on the Tuesday. And, like, yep. 
I'm going to have to avoid spoilers so much while I'm working, but I'm so excited that like yes. we're going to see the big <laughs> showdown. I cannot wait as well. It, it's how is it? What is going to happen? How is Jed going to lead into How's the next one? Has it been one? a year? Like a moon night? It's just incredible. Yes. So in a couple of days, again, we'll be live streaming, uh, possibly on Streamyard, people. Uh, <laughs> so Rebecca and I will return for that, and also as an added bonus, uh, Rebecca, um, I think I booked you in quite early on the <laughs> Sunday because I've locked you in. Sunday um, for some of you. <laughs> Sunday for some of you. Um, Rebecca and I will be chatting with Jed to look at season one, as Jed calls it, uh, the first year in review. So the first 12 issues, you know, uh, get your comments and questions in. Send your thoughts, yeah. Mm -hmm. We might have uh, one of a a guest co-host as well, Russell. Um, he's, uh, he's loving Jed stuff as well. So we'll all be there to, to chat with Jed. Um, but read black, white and blood. If you haven't, um, already go get it. Heed our words, seven, eight and a half, eight, ten, nine out of 10. It's all good. We're all loving, we're all enjoying it. And the nice thing is, is that given that we're all enjoying different stories differently means that there's probably something in there you'll love too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I will forego all the outro. Look, it's all in the show notes as listed. Go check it out. I'll probably spurt it out on Thursday anyway. Um, but a huge thank you, if anything, to our Petrinis, of course, yes. and to our principal sponsors, Odin, Odin, Sword, Frank, The Think Tank, Daniel Doing, and Drew Toombs. Um, a big thank you there. Uh, Rebecca, uh, thank you. No fancy bells or whistles for this outro. Just uh, no. an adieu to you. Yes. <laughs> to you. Um Thank you. And as always, may Conchie watch over the denizens of the night. All right. Later. Later, Gators. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.